Let's take a walk down memory lane with a Sports Saturday catch-up. Yes, time to go down memory lane. Thanks to, of course, Western Mines. A walk down memory lane. Stop talking over the well, intro. It's the whole get, point, Jock. Get the sponsor of Western Mice. Western Mice Management, of course, are open from 8 o'clock this morning till midday and then tomorrow from 10 till 2. Excited about this one, Jock. Very special guest. Privileged well, to be on. always been special, but this, yep. this young lady has done phenomenal things in the golfing world. She's a local girl and uh, we class her as our own. I talk none other than Stacey Peters, who uh, I should say yes. most people know her as Stacey Keating, um, but she's married to Daz, her husband, and he's Peter, so she's gone with Peter, so... But We'll call her Stace anyway. G'day, Stace. How are you this morning? Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. No. Very, uh, very keen to be involved. Ah, oh, well, you're locked down in Melbourne. We were talking off air before, and you're sort of not doing a great deal at the moment, Stace. So it's pretty, pretty tough for you, Melbourneites. Yeah, exactly. Nothing else to do, so I couldn't say no to this phone call, should I? Really? No. <laughs> yeah, no excuses. Although I, I, thought, I, I think Most some people, people are apprehensive and say, no, Stacey, you jumped at it. <laughs> no, it's fantastic. I'm kidding. Always, always keen to be on. Of course, got all the family down here too, and uh, uh, you're missing everyone. I, I guess it's pretty hard. You can't sort of get out where I, I suppose around here you can get... Um, you go, you well, go around you, the Tannic Gardens and do yeah, a few yeah. things, Jock. Get you can actually get out and play golf down here, Stacey, too, which is uh, probably one thing that you wouldn't mind, uh, I guess, doing at the moment? Yeah, exactly. It's kind of, you know, only been able to go 5Ks from your house. It doesn't really stretch down to Colac, does it? So, so yeah. no, unfortunately, definitely miss coming up to the farm, seeing the folks and uh, my brothers and nieces and nephews, more importantly. Yeah, no, um, it's tough. But, yeah, so... Definitely can't wait till we uh, till Mr. Andrews says we can go for a drive. Well, you'll be they'll be all listening in this morning, of course. Five k's. It's only a driver and a and a, probably a wedge for uh, yeah, Stace. Absolutely. The way she's heading him up. Hey, Stace, where did it all start for you? Because you were born in Ballarat, but did, were you mum and dad on the farm at Caressy? Yes, they were. Yeah, just uh, Werner. Um yep. Yeah, but I sort of I didn't start playing golf till I was probably 12, 13 at uh, Lismore Golf Course, actually. Oh, Royal Lismore. Um, yeah, Royal Lismore, up the nine-hole course there. But, um, yeah, my grandparents got me into it, really. I kind of tagged along with them. Nan always took me, uh, Grant and Troy, out. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I guess that's kind of where it started. But I I played a lot of other sports, well, mainly probably netball and tennis yep. um, throughout probably teenage years and then didn't take golf seriously till I was probably, you know, sort of 17, 18 um, when I moved to Melbourne. Stacey, it wasn't like you got a toy golf set from your mum and dad and chipped it around as a young kid in the back uh, in the backyard or anything, was it, Stacey? How'd you, I guess, pick up your first club? You said they're your grandparents and moved into, I guess, a, a serious nature with golf. Where did it all start there? Yeah, I don't know, actually. I can't, uh, I can't say I remember getting any sort of plastic clubs or anything like <laughs> I give to every kid for Christmas these days, but um, I can't remember anything like that. I just kind of... My mum used to play a little bit at Lismore, so it was kind of just something we did, you know, we tagged along. And then my grandparents obviously played, so we just tagged along with them. It was just something else to do, I guess. But that, yeah, like I said, probably, I don't, yeah, I think I was about 12. So, yeah. Don't undersell your mum. She wasn't a bad sports, sportswoman, sports Sports star, sports star. Very competitive, your mother. Yeah, she is, isn't she? She's, um, yeah, she likes the competition. Yeah. yeah. Oh, she slays them on the bowls, uh, Pen. Is that she's right? Carried, Who for? Chrissy. Chrissy, of course. She's carried that club on her back for the last what five years. What division are Chrissy in now? She plays Division 1. Division 1? She's the best player. Oh, 
Right. I don't think oh, they're Division she's 1, Back Doc. to Division 2, but she was up in Division 1. She should be playing Division 1, but anyway, very much they the... They have been up Division 1, yeah. yeah. Very much a pin-up girl out of the Cressy Golf uh, Goals <laughs> Club, is our uh, Anne Keating. Hey, uh, so you yes. said you, you said that your, your nan uh, used to take you out to Lismore. I, I still think the family's still engaged at Lismore, aren't they? Do they have a special um, day out there once a year where a lot of your um, family and their friends go out and um, play in, uh, a special tournament? Yeah, the, the annual tournament, I guess. That's probably where uh, you hear about it, probably from the Hammonds, mostly, yep. I would say. Um, they uh, they bring a truckload from, from Colac, go out, play once a year, like a sort of a team event, and then they have a... A pig on the spit at the end of the day. I think really everyone goes more for the pig on the spit <laughs> rather than the golf. <laughs> but it's um, no, it's an awesome thing that the club keeps uh, keeps on doing. And I wish I was around more that time of the year so I could get down there. Unfortunately, I haven't been able to go um, for a while. My husband has been able to with uh, my brothers and mum as well. So. Yep. Um, yeah, hopefully can do that down the track. Well, we'll have a break now, Stace, but I want to... Uh, you did mention before you uh, took the game a bit more seriously when you went to Melbourne. So we'll pick it up there after the break. Your uh, Our special guest and your special guest this morning, of course, is Stacey Keating-Peters. We're not going to hyphenate her. I'll just keep <laughs> her Keating. I'll keep the maiden name at the, as we go through this morning. But Stacey Keating, uh, champion golfer, our very special guest. Going down memory lane this morning here on Sports Day. Yes, welcome back to Sports Saturday. Thanks to KFC, Colac, Panda. You look out the window. What's on special this week? Not sure, but I tell you what, over the last couple of Fridays here at work, uh, our general manager, who obviously wasn't here mm-hmm. towards the end of this week, has ordered 10 zingers and three large chips and brought them over, and it is the best feed you can get at KFC. Yeah. Drizzle it in gravy. It is delicious. I'm talking to a professional sportsman here, oh, sports person, and you're talking 10 zingers. Zingers and KFC, absolutely. Uh, well, if you want a feed... I'm sure Stacey their... would love some zingers <laughs> and KFC. I reckon... I'll talk to you about your diet later on. Stace, or I shouldn't talk to a lady about a diet, but I, you know, it, it's something I guess now that you're not playing as professional, uh, whether you can sort of cut loose Indulge a little bit. Indulge a bit. Hey, uh, you moved to Melbourne at 17. Um, why did you move to Melbourne? Was it university or did you get a scholarship? How did you, how did that all come about? Yeah, so I moved, uh, I was when, yeah, when I was 18 actually, to, I finished school in, in Colac at yep. Trinity College and then I moved down uh, for university. I was studying at Victoria University in Applied Science. Yep. But there was a golf coaching component to it. And probably to skip along a little there, that was where I uh, met my coach. Yep. Um, and I thought I hadn't had a whole lot of uh, golf coaching before. So where I met Stephen, who then coached me for the next, like, 10 years or so. That's Stephen. Um, Stephen, but it wasn't in, Stephen who? Uh, Stephen Giuliano. Okay, so. yep, yep. Yep. Um, so it wasn't until I sort of met him that, you know, my game sort of started to, I would say, get better. Um, and sort of quite quickly over the next couple of years. And then it was him that put in my head, you know, about the idea of turning professional, doing this for a job. And I hadn't, like, I'll be honest, I hadn't really thought about it too much yep. prior to that, just because my game wasn't at a level to be thinking that, I guess. Well, how does a girl from Colac goes in there and, and sort of there's a light bulb moment we get, uh, you know, oh, hell, we, we mightn't be too bad at this caper, um, finish up in 2008 going and winning the Canadians Women Amateur Championship. How did that all sort of uh, happen? Yeah, it was probably a whirlwind of a, a couple of years, I, I'll be honest. Uh, yeah, but it was, I started setting goals with Stephen and, you know, working on my game a lot through that period and studying as well and sort of I was working. It was probably the busiest time of my, uh, I don't know if you say of my life, but for about three or four years, all I was doing was working, playing golf and studying. And um, yeah, and then I sort of 
started getting some opportunities to travel overseas and stuff, and that's where, yeah, the obviously uh, event came up in, in Canada, and I was lucky enough to uh, to win that, and that led to um, getting a start in a LPGA event, which was obviously a huge highlight uh, for me at that point, having not really had much exposure yeah. to professional golf and stuff, so... Um, yeah, and it was probably, probably then that I was like, oh, I really want to do this for a living. Um, of course. By having those, you know, seeing yeah. those opportunities and stuff. And, hey, don't get me wrong, I played rubbish in that LPGA event that time, but I just knew that, like, yeah, it was just the start. Of course, uh, Stacey Keating, our special guest jock as well. You've got to stay off the top just to remind people. We're speaking to uh, a golfing uh, legend here across the southwest. Stacey, you then won the Australian Women's Amateur event in 2010. That must have been pretty special to win a, a home tournament like that. And and then obviously you went on to, to bigger and better things. What about that when back in 2010? Uh, must have, you know, gave you a lot of confidence moving forward. Yeah, definitely. I think that's always one of the top uh, on the amateur that you mm. want to tick off or have in your trophy cabinet, I guess. It's probably the most prestigious uh, event in uh, Australian amateur golf. So to be able to get that was in uh, Perth at that, that Perth, time. Perth, was it? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, at Lake Karen up. So it was really, uh, yeah, it was good to get that one up um, onto your resume, I guess. And as much as it's a like a match play sort of tournament, not a typical four-round stroke play. It's definitely the one that kind of people want to win and, and notice more. So yep. that probably helped me with things off the course as well, uh, with opportunities. Um, but then, yeah, that sort of led, you know, it gives you a lot of confidence when you're winning. That was my last year of mm-hmm. amateur golf in 2010. And, you know, to be able to contend or win quite a few tournaments gives you a good uh, sort of pathway yep. into professional golf. How was the uni course going, by the way, at this stage? Yeah, it was probably getting put on the back. <laughs> it, was, it was all right. I got by, but I, I did the last year over two years. Yeah. That. So, um, but I still tried to, no, I didn't um, probably put all my energy into that, but I was going through the, my idea was P's get degrees. Yep. So as long as I was uh, getting past, I was happy, which was probably... I'd probably do it differently. It's easy to say now, yeah. but while I was going through it, that was all I felt I had time for. You know? I was going to ask you, how, yeah. how how big was the decision to turn professional? Is it something you had to put a lot of thought into? Did you sit down with mum and dad? How did, how did it all sort of evolve? Yeah, I probably... No, I wouldn't say I consulted mum and dad on it at all. I probably mm. told them. Yep. Um, just because they probably... They, I would say wouldn't have much experience in that space. Neither did I, but I had the contacts to get all the information and stuff, whereas, you know, coming from Werner, there haven't been a lot of professional golfers around. (laughs) Good cheerers. Yeah, that's right. There's no no fault of mum and dad for not to have any sort of education in that. So I just leaned on the people that, uh, you know, I trusted within my team and stuff that, you know, felt like I could do this. Yep. And don't get me wrong, you know, it wasn't smooth sailing to start with when I when I did go. You kind of, to turn professional and get on a tour, you have to go to what's called a qualifying school, which is, it's just a massive tournament, really, over eight or nine rounds over a couple of weeks. And, and it's just simply a, you know, you've got to make certain grades to get, to get through it. And um, the first time I went, I finished, you had to finish in the top 25. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I finished like 30th. So that only would give you partial, what's called partial status. Like it would only give yep. you the, op- the option to, to play some events for the year. Was that a kick in the no, bum no, for no. you? 
Yeah, well, definitely. I decided, I actually, I had the option. You didn't have to turn professional. Yep. So, so after getting that result, I was like, nah, I'm not, I'm not happy. Um, that's not what I wanted. Yep. So I decided to stay amateur for another year. Yep. So then 20, so that was the end of 20, uh, two, yeah, oh nine, sorry. Yep. And then, so then I had the last year in 2010 and went again. And I and I finished fourth at the qualifying school, so then it was a no-brainer. Did that year again in the amateur scene set you up for what was to come, Stacey? You said there you, you decided to stay amateur. Was that probably something you may have been disappointed about, but uh, helped you out in the long run? Yeah, I think you're yeah, absolutely spot on there. Um, yeah, it was a tough decision because I could have turned professional with limited status and limited starts and stuff. But then the 2010 was the World Cup year as well. And I hadn't uh, represented Australia at a World Cup. Um, like we said earlier, um, I hadn't won the Australian Amateur. There was a few things that I still wanted to tick off. It mm-hmm. wasn't going to be the be all and end all, but I would have liked to tick off. So then that following year, I felt like I did. I got to represent Australia at the World Cup. We went to Argentina. Wow. Um, then, yeah, won the Australian Amateur and I won, you know, a few other um, events throughout the year. And I think that, you know... That, that helped me turn, Set you up. Uh, turning yeah. professional, giving giving me the confidence, I guess, in in my game and like because it's it's hard to win in golf. You know, you're teeing up with you know a hundred people each yeah. week. There's only one winner. Um, you know, so I think to be able to do that as an amateur definitely helped me in my first few years of professional golf. All right, we'll uh, we'll take a break there, Stace, because there's. Plenty of big stories to come. Full segments. My word, I have. I'm blowing this right out to the full distance of this show because it's a great story. You're with Stacey Keating here on Down Memory Lane. Uh, we'll be back after this break. Yes, welcome back to Sports Saturday Course going down memory lane. Our very special guest is Stacey Peters. Stacey Keating to the local... Standard uh, Jocker. Oh, my word. We're going full, full tilt full here, tilt. my friend. And, uh, of course, uh, thanks to Mercy Care. Can't get around and visit the, uh, no. the family at this stage. Reach you can do out. window visit, so Panda. Reach out to your elder folk, your yes. grandparents, your, your aunties and uncles. who uh, A lot of them are alone doing a tough jock, so reach out. It's, yep. uh, a lot of them have phones, write a letter, whatever. Reach out and make sure they're going and okay. Don't forget to, to uh, call Mercy. Mercy, if you're yep. looking for any age services, they are the best in the business. And then there on Queen Street, Stace, you've got a lot of family. You always uh, have an opportunity to say good day to them here. They'll all be listening. Yeah, of course. I'm definitely during this lockdown period, missing mm. all the crew, mum and dad, and uh, Troy, Ed, Grant, and Emily, and yep. all the uh, all the kids. No, the brood. Yeah, the brood's can't growing. wait to get up there. I bet you can't. All right, we've uh, got you now as a professional golfer, Stace. Um, I'd, I'd really like to know first. Uh, uh, off the bat, how much planning goes into a professional golf year? I mean, it's not not something just go from week to week, month to month. I guess, do you sit, did you have to sit down with your manager or your coach and say, righto, this is a pathway we've got to take for the next five months, 12 months, whatever it is. How did that all pan out? Yeah, definitely. Um, and because I guess I was fortunate in my first year, like I said, once I'd gone to school, I knew I would have full status for the next year, so I would get in most events, mm-hmm. probably outside the major events, like the majors. Yep. Um, so you can kind of plan what you're going to, what you're going to do. If there's a big stretch of events, like if there was ten in a row on the calendar, well, you might miss that fifth or sixth one or something, and have a week off and just like yeah, get, have a bit of downtime, but just a bit of time to work on your game as well, just to check things in order. 
Um, everybody's different in that space on what works best for them. I did find that I would, if I would play a stretch of five, six events, yeah. my best events would generally be the fifth, probably fourth, fifth mm. week, just because I was just then playing. I was forgetting about technique. I was just trying to score. Um, but you've got to find the balance. And, you know, I know like, some more experienced players in that these days won't play more than, like, three weeks in a row. Yeah. Whereas I, I look at that and I think, oh, that's a bit messy, that's precious, you know. But but it's just what works best for them. Yeah. So you kind of, yeah, I totally I totally get it, yeah. Stacey, you won seven Australian Ladies PGA uh, tour, tour events and your first one came back in, in 2011, I think, at the Mount Broughton Ladies Classic in Port Campbell. Talk to us about that. You must have been pretty stoked to get a professional win, your first one. Yeah, definitely. It's always nice, um, even though when it's just, sort of on the Aussie circuit, it's always nice to think you can do it. I'd sort of put some good numbers out there early on in the Pro-Am series, but then, yeah, to get a win in that year was um, yeah, it was awesome and just kind of gave you the confidence to then head over to Europe, I guess. Amazing, uh, Stace, really, to get a win on your first year. I mean, in hindsight, um, was it a good thing or do you think, uh, like, I mean, people can get a little bit ahead of themselves. Um, how did you handle that win? That just sort of gave me confidence. Um, but I totally understand what you mean there yep. because I kind of, I guess I understood that that was just the Australian circuit. Yep. Like that I was trying to get to Europe and there'd be a lot bigger fields and better fields and stuff. I'm not taking anything away from the Aussie circuit. Mm. Um, but I probably, yeah, I know exactly what you mean in saying that because when I did win in Europe, you know, that was probably 18 months later. Yeah. Then I felt like it, it, everything was easier before I won because, because as much as you would never take that back, but, you know, your expectations go through the roof. You expect to win every week. Your expectations, other people's expectations. Um, so I felt that part of it I didn't handle as well when I won on a bigger stage. Yep. Talk to us about the Europe wins, Stacey. You won two titles, the French uh, French title. I'm not sure how to pronounce this, Jock. The Open de France Dames and the Open de España Feminino yeah, in a, Spain. So a, you won two in 2012, it, Stacey. I mean, that must have just been amazing. I remember it, Panda. It was big-time news back here. And, and what a... Eight what, years ago now, oh, Stacey. Mate, we were all very proud of you, Stacey. How did it feel just to win those two? And they were a big event. Yeah, it was it was awesome. It was obviously it was a nice little purple patch that uh, we had there. Um, but no, it was obviously um, yeah, it, it was great to know that you could really mix it with some of the best in the world. I guess it was a real real nice feeling. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't even know. I just it makes me grin thinking about it. Actually. Oh, great. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it was. It was. Um, no, it was a lot of fun, and to share it there. Yeah, my husband or boyfriend at the time was uh, was caddying as well, so that was kind of that was kind of neat. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was big news. What's man. it like with uh, your boyfriend or your husband, Stacey? Uh, obviously, caddying you. Is he trying to <laughs> you tell you to, to do this and that, and you're telling him to get stuffed? How's it go? <laughs> yeah, I think um, I think definitely the highs are high, but yeah. the lows are lower, probably. Um, but yeah, and I think you're able to take the Mickey a bit there because I know, well, and vice versa. He can speak to me however he wants, and I can speak to him however he wants. You're of the if club you in your boys head. were caddying, yeah, like if you can were caddying for me, I wouldn't be able to speak to you like that, would yeah, I? Stepping no. on eggshells, Stacey. Oh, I, I've met you a few times, Stace, and I wouldn't uh, wouldn't speak to you that way. Not with the club in your hand anyway, <laughs> don't worry about it. Hey, Stace, um, Carrie Webb, did she give you, did she provide you with some mentoring over that, around that time? Yeah, it 
it really was. Um, I was fortunate enough in the amateur days. I won the Kari Web Scholarship, yep. which gave us the opportunity to um, to spend a week with Kari in the states. So we were able to, you know, I'd never met her at that point, and then to able, you know, I just idolised her, and then I got to meet her. So you know, I spent the first two days trying to calm down the fact <laughs> that I was staying at the same place as Kari. Yep. But, yeah, and so that's led to uh, a great friendship now. But, yeah, definitely um, she's been a huge mentor of mine and really still is, actually. Yeah, she's an outstanding uh, golfer. Um, at that time, too, uh, around that period, too, I think you were fortunate. Was it the Vic Open you run down here in 13th, uh, 13th Beach? Yes, it was that, that was that summer. So it yep. was the summer of 2012-13. And yeah. half the town emptied out for the final round, I think. They all went down to Geelong. And uh, you she had a massive following that day in the final round. Well, all week, I guess. But you, you'd have fond memories of uh, the final round at 13th Beach. Yeah, that's definitely... If, if somebody was to ask me, which is, the like you know, my best memory golf-wise or best win or something, like, no, maybe that's not financially, but that is definitely uh, my favourite win ever. That was, yeah, that last day and to have that sort of support was, you know, you don't... I don't know, my family and friends never get to see me play golf. Yeah. So... To, to have that was really, really cool. You can't, yeah, you just can't make that up. I tell you what, it was a memorable day. I, I didn't Would have get been there. fantastic. Oh, it, uh, yeah, just the stories coming back, and they were pretty vocal on the day too, Stace. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was great. It was kind of funny. I think you know, a lot of people kind of think like, oh, this is you know, especially my school friends yep. that never get to see me play at all. They think like, oh, that's normal. Oh, this is just pretty standard week, is it? And Stace winning. Oh, cool. Okay. Like that means no different to them than the stablehood comp on a Tuesday. But um, it was pretty cool for yeah for them to see as well. US uh, Stace, we'll just touch on that because you did play in the US Open. Um, Let's touch on it after the break. Well, well just now, and then I want to go a bit okay. forward after the break. Um, just in the US Open, how tough and how exciting was it just to get a start over there? big one to have to qualify for because you've got to yeah got to go through sectional sort of qualifying but it's just probably the toughest setup that you'll have all year yep. um so to be able to play in those conditions and test yourself um i never made a cut in i played a few but i never made a cut in one and yep. it probably shows that my game wasn't wasn't at that level at all um so yeah i probably just needed to get better Hey, you've done more than most. Uh, you've Absolutely. actually played in We will have a break now, and uh, when we come back, we'll talk to Stacey getting our special guest about life post-golf and uh, I guess some of the stories that happen on tour. Do they stay on tour, Panda? We'll find out after the break. Yes, welcome back to Sports Today. Going down the memory lane with Stacey Peters. Of course, Stacey Keating, thanks to the BP Roadhouse, Cobden and Campanile. Gary Ross there. should be here with our bacon, egg rolls and coffee very, very soon. Not with the COVID on, mate. He can't get out of there, so he's not coming to town, but he will be sitting no, and comes dining for, in. He comes here for KFC at night time. Does he? Yes, uh, absolutely. Great, My uh, intel tells me that. Yes, I hope he, and he doesn't even take the mask off, do you, they tell me? He just sucks it through the mask. So uh, he's a beauty, Ross. He uses the grease as a strainer, <laughs> the mask. Yes, uh, Stacey. Uh, um, we're talking, and we've got uh, through a few of your highlights. I know it's been a fantastic career, but it's it, it, how tough is it on tour, Stace? So, I mean, you, you don't know. You probably wake up some days and think, "Where the bloody hell am I today?" I mean, how tough is it on physically and financially? It must be a strain, particularly if you you know some of those guys that aren't having uh, much success. It, it, it's a tough, yeah. tough, uh, tough job. Yeah, definitely, and I'm uh, you know, starting out as well. Yep. Like if you haven't had a you know amazing amateur career, or you know you just 
have sort of t- decided to take that uh, plunge into professional life and don't have the backing of sponsors or a national federation or something like that. It definitely can, uh, yeah, take its toll mentally because of the financial, uh, you know, burden that yeah. it places on you. Um, because if you really want to be successful professional golfer, you have to get outside Australia. That's probably the biggest thing. We don't have a strong enough or big enough tour in Australia to play all year round. Yeah. Um, Are sponsors and, fickle? Yeah. Are sponsors fickle? Like, did you have some good sponsors over that time? Lucky starting out, I'd say I'd had support from well from my national federation from Golf yep. Australia, but then I also yeah I was fortunate enough to have some good support through uh, Drummond Golf and RACV and Callaway, um, you know whether that be product or financial, and I'd I'd kind of do some stuff with them like yep. corporate days and you know it's got to work both ways as well on the sponsorship side of things. Nice. Um, no, can you keep going? Sorry. Uh, no, I was just going to say about the. You know the strain that you know. There's not a whole lot of companies, I would say, looking to sponsor people that are playing overseas as well. Be bloody like, tough now. You've got to totally understand that. Yeah, it'd be harder now too. I think with the way things the world is. Absolutely, oh, Stacey. Massively. What is the best course in the entire world you've ever played at? You would have played at many. Where's is the Royal greatest? Uh, other than Royal Lismore, <laughs> where is the greatest course in the world you have played at? You've had the privilege of uh, hitting off at. Yeah, it's, it's probably, I'm pretty biased towards like some of our sandbelt clubs in Melbourne. People yep. laugh, you know, we played all around the world. And so if we go outside of Melbourne, yep. I would, it, I find it hard to go past St Andrews. Yep. In Scotland, just, just, I think it's more because of the history and everything. The clubhouse as yep. well. Yeah, the whole, the whole work for town. But it is a very special golf course, and I, I just love Lynx golf just because you only play it a couple of times a year on tour, proper Lynx in the yep. British Open. Um, and we saw the women last week playing at Royal Troon. That was a real treat to watch. Like those style golf courses, I absolutely love. Stacey, we haven't touched really quickly, Jock. Want to go back? Uh, you represented Australia, and we didn't really. I guess talk about that I mean representing your country on a global scale it's something that a lot of people don't get to do so talk to us about that that must have been really special yeah and I think especially in sport in an individual uh, in an individual sport to represent Australia in a uh, team you know I, I played World Cup uh, in 2010 uh, myself and two other players from Australia Julia Bowen and Alison Whitaker went to uh, Argentina um, we didn't we didn't fare very well that week if I recall well I don't have far many memories of it so that means it wasn't good or wasn't bad so um yeah to to do that like to wear the green and gold and I was fortunate enough in my last year to do it like a handful of times is something yeah you kind of it gives you goosebumps a little bit Mm. yeah it's pretty special something we will never do no absolutely unless we've got a fool's team hey uh Stace um what what are we doing today you're doing a bit of commentary are you um did I hear you on the um Vic Open commentary was it you or was it some of the sounder like you I have had the odd dabble in a bit of the commentary. Mm. I do. I enjoy that. I could not see myself uh, doing that as a job. Well, you present very well. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, I do enjoy talking and I enjoy golf, so that should go together well, shouldn't it? It should. Uh, (laughs) Stacey, you're your mother's daughter. What are you doing these days? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I'm... uh, Don't let mum hear that. Um, (laughs) I'm going to (laughs) call. Um... Yeah, so I'm actually, I'm working with Golf Australia now in the high performance department, but focused on the female side of things. So probably in a nutshell, like a a glorified mentor 
but I sort of I help out within the state programs. Anything really on the female side of things. It might be helping, um, you know, the girls decide their travel schedule, their yep. training schedule. Um, I may go away with teams as team manager. Okay. Um, I just, yeah, and I kind of, I, I act as a mentor for the um, high-performance amateurs around the country. Well, they're in very good hands, Panda, because absolutely. she's absolutely got her feet firmly on the ground. The Golf Australia there, Female National Pathway Manager. Is that the official title, uh, Stacey? Correct. That, gee, that makes it sound pretty fancy, yeah, though, doesn't it? Absolutely. That Stay. is fantastic. You're still in the game. Now, Pat, I, I, I showed you something. Job. When you were at your peak and uh, you were training, and you might be still doing this, I uh, got a bit of a dossier yesterday of your training regime. I'll read get, it out? I'll get, whether it's true or not, or whether you've gilded the lily on the stage, <laughs> but I'll get uh, Panda to read it out. This is a day in the life of uh, Stacey when she's in training. Well, 6 till 7.30am was gym, focusing on strength or power training. Then from 8 till 10 was playing golf on-course practice. 10 to 12 was on-range working on my technique. This is a quote from Stacey Keating. 12 to 1 was a one-hour lunch break. 1 to 3, you did your short game uh, short game area working on all sorts of shots. 3 to 4 was putting, and then from 4 o'clock you had a massage. No wonder you didn't last. You took a full hour for lunch, Stacey. God almighty, what's going on? That is a fairly big day. Exactly. See, there's a in there. Who needs an hour for lunch? Job takes two hours, Stacey, so don't worry about that. Hey, you can't fit four courses into an hour, man. <laughs> hey, uh, the, Stace, that is uh, yeah, discipline and everything. And you were, uh, well, you are. You're a fantastic ambassador it shows for that our area. It's a lot more work in just hitting oh, a golf word. ball, Jock. You've got to put a lot of time and effort into it. And you're a credit to your family. You're a credit to our area. You're a fantastic ambassador for ladies golf. And I'm sure that those young golfers are in the best hands possible with you at the home. I know Daz is still uh, in the game too. He's working for Drum and Golf, you said? Yes, he is. Yeah, he's absolute. Uh, he's a golf nerd, really. He yep. just absolutely loves it. We both we both play at Victoria Golf Club in Melbourne. Beautiful and, course. Well, not at the moment, but we do when it's open. Um, Peter yeah, Thompson's so we home course. Playing. Yes, correct. Oh, That's yes. right. Play there myself. Um, yeah, good. I used to know oh, the no, curator very... there. Is that right? Play for nothing. Yeah. Don't tell them, though. Oh, shut I'll up. No, we won't say that. <laughs> it's a beautiful um, course, though, Stace. You're very lucky down there to have those sandbelt yeah. courses. Yeah, we're very lucky to be a member there. So we play there quite regularly. And, um, yeah, no, can't wait to get back there. Well, hope you see you down here crutching sheep uh, sooner than later. <laughs> you get down here and back to the real world. We need to get a gig at this uh, Lismore Golf Day, by oh, the sounds of things, Jock. No, as Nick Hay would say, there's too many Hammonds turn up on the road <laughs> for us to uh, enjoy ourselves. But anyway, the pig spit. Now, you boys will be more than welcome next, uh, next June. Well, it usually is. Love it. So. We might actually have a run out there next June. Yep. Don't worry about it. Hey, Stace, it's always great to catch up with you, but uh, more so in these star, times. I you. know it's hard for you down there and you're isolated a bit from the family but mate it's always great to catch up and it's even better to go over that career because you should be super proud of what you've done we are back here and uh, hopefully it's not too long before you we see you down this uh, neck of the woods awesome thanks very much for having me on guys appreciate it Stacey Keating our very special guest this morning down memory lane catch Sports Saturday Live every Saturday morning from 8 on 1134 3CS 3cs.com.au or via the radio app and catch up on all the walks down memory lane right here